This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a pothead fucker? This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. There you are. A little loud. Yep, yep. Bring that down. Someone's messaging me. I don't know. What did I say? Temporarily closed? What does that mean? Anyway, someone just sent me something saying my my Facebook page is down. Oh, that's news to me. Because as I speak, hey, can someone do me a favor? Go online. Wait, I'll do it. My oh, no, that won't work. They allow you to go on your own site, but that uh, doesn't mean other people can. So, uh, controversy. I literally just got this message mo- just seconds before I sat down here. I got this from, uh, yeah, let's see. Oh, no, there's three people on there. All right, so that's good news. Uh, he's saying that uh, temporary closed. I don't know what that means. And he was referring, of course, to the Live at Five Facebook page, which, by the way, has 378 people that follow it. I wish I could have more than that. I have like 1,200 people that uh, I have friends on Facebook. Like 90% of them I don't know. And there's nothing wrong with that. Thanks to this show, that's the way that worked out. And I I welcome people uh, reaching out to me to be friends on Facebook. As long as you're not a robot and you're going to crash my page and everything else associated with it, which has happened not that long ago. But uh, anyway, so it looks like everything's running accordingly because right now there are four people on there. Okay, so, yeah, uh, Michael DeLine, uh, you know him. He says you're good. So that's okay. All right, anyway, uh, we're into a, uh, a Wednesday show already here on the Live at Five show here on AM 1240. Joe Stanley will be calling in. I am prepared. Joe every now and then sends me some emails uh, to talk about today. Uh, he's talking about the body and brain when you are on the under, rather, the influence of alcohol and how it affects your brain function. Well, I mean, again, uh, it, it sounds academic. sounds like we should all know that. As an example, for instance, uh, uh, how does alcohol specifically affect your brain and body? Well, one way that alcohol affects your brain function is that it may inhibit driving performance and through increased processing and reaction time. Yeah, when you, uh, it, it, it's, it's like driving through the fog. For some reason or other, the mind tells you to speed up. And when you're driving drunk, it tells you to speed up and drive on sidewalks if necessary. That's what alcohol does to you. Remember that old commercial? This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Anyone driving on a sidewalk is probably under the influence of something. More than likely alcohol. Uh, 755-1240. Yeah, Sandy says it's okay. So that means it's okay. Why do we even, why do we even bother? Why do I worry? Other than, of course, our friend from Alabama sending, sending me that, asking me whether or not I had an issue with Facebook. 
apparently it's okay. All right, anyway. Dip, 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 do. Uh, Seven-year anniversary is coming up for me. I was here at the time back in 2015 when I when I uh, produced and uh, uh, premiered for the very first time The Egan Murders, uh, Trouble in the North Country. It was about a 70-minute documentary. And uh, interesting documentary at that, I might say. And I'm very proud of that. But it's amazing. Seven years later, it's going to be seven years next week. May 13th is when I premiered it at the Carriage House to a packed house. So that's the beauty of uh, Facebook. I can't breathe for some reason or other. By the way, I, and I know it's the dinner hour, but you know, it, it's, you, know, you know the expression, water's never appreciated until the well runs dry? I was telling my wife today, I, I, had, I had a great experience today in my bathroom. And please don't get the wrong idea. But for the first time since I got my booster shot, and I am not kidding you when I said that, I actually was able to pass on something, and they weren't, uh, it wasn't uh, kidney stones. I just, it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, the things that you take for granted, <laughs> you know, I mean, if you're being asphyxiated by a uh, uh, fat Clemenza in the front of a Dodge as leaving a house in Toad Hill in Staten Island, Carlo, uh, you really want to breathe. And so breathing is very important when you're being, you know, uh, smuggled to death <clears throat> or strangled. And when you can't go that, you know, and then it happens, y- you, you really appreciate it. So today I told my wife, how do I explain this on the air? How do I tell people about this? And and, uh, many of you right now are saying they they wish I hadn't, but it's a a celebratory moment. It really is. And yes, I blame it on the booster because it's been five months. That's how long. I'm going to be a a, a Thanksgiving Day parade balloon real soon here. You know, you you put me anywhere near a, a pin, I might just pop. Amazingly enough, I haven't gained a lot of weight, but I haven't eaten that much either. I reduced my consumption like you wouldn't believe. And yet sometimes when I, you know, when I eat too much, I feel terrible. I feel awful. So the good news is I'm, uh, tomorrow at 9.45, I'm going to have my preliminary. Uh, this is great timing, by the way. and This basically solidifies what I've just been talking about. I'm going to see uh, Dr. Weinstein tomorrow, the proctologist. Is that what he is? You know, is, is, is everything's behind him? No, nah, it's kidding. Uh, old joke. And uh, that's tomorrow. So I will get answers. It's just a preliminary thing. It's not one of those probes. You know, it, again, the, the, the body matters. I know we, it's embarrassing moments when you have to get certain things checked up. And to the women out there, God bless you. Because there's a lot more things to examine on your body than ours. But we all have something back there that has to be examined every, examined every now and then. And I, for one, I can't wait. I really can't because I need answers. So often I'll go into the doctors in this. I swear, like years ago, I thought I had pneumonia. I thought I basically had a, a death sentence. And they said, nope, you got bronchitis. I said, that's bronchitis? What is pneumonia like if that's bronchitis? It's like, uh, oh, I got this type of ailment. What does that mean? Oh, yeah, you're fine. I, I, I mean, if someone came up to me and says, uh, oh, you got, a, you, got a can- you got a tumor in your, in your, you know, whatever, I would say, great, at least now I know. And then I realize, oh, my God, I'm dying. Sometimes you want to know bad news just, just because you feel like there is bad news, but the diagnosis always comes out positive, which is good for Glenn Curry, but always keeps me in this whole question mark zone. Like, what's wrong with me? Is this because I came back to 199 Wealth Avenue and they, they, they got all types of mold issues in this building? Again, I'm just talking out loud. Jim's in the other room, and he could care less anyway. But that's, you know, I, I just, like, I haven't felt this bad in so, so long. So then I have to put the, you know, this whole latest dilemma with myself. 
you know, with my allergies and, and not going number two on a regular basis, I have to square off on something here. So today was very, very hope, hopeful. And again, it's true. Water is never appreciated until the well runs dry. And that applies to so many things. 755-1240. So the, the assembly race looks like it's still continuing. There is no delay in that assembly race at all. A couple other people texted me. Um, yeah, it says here. Let's say blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, for some reason or other, my, my uh, Facebook page says it's temporarily closed. So a couple people have said that, but right now it's still functioning. So I really don't understand how. Uh, so anyway, uh, if you want to give me a shout, let's do it. Someone's on the line right now. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, I'm going to look up the number for Roto-Rooter for you. Yeah, right, right. It starts with the number. Yeah, that sounds terrible, man. Really, that long? Well, I mean, it, it, you know how it's, it's funny because the other day I started to sneeze. Yeah. And, and, I, and, again, sometimes you'll sneeze like you won't even remember if you sneezed the day before or, you know, every, or, you know, a lot of times you'll say, oh, geez, I've been sneezing a lot. But if you don't do a certain thing, then you start recognizing it because it's such a day. So, no, I haven't been filled up. <laughs> I haven't been backed up for five months, but I haven't been able to go on a regular basis. And by the way, just, just again, this is near the dinner hour, and d- not that that matters. <laughs> dinner hour. Yeah, right, right. Not that I, I could do this at 3 in the morning. People would still be disgusted by this. But I, my mother, and just giving a little demonstration of Glenn Curry, my, my constipation was, I, I, as a kid, my mom would require me to go to the ba- use the bathroom in the basement because, <laughs> because the one up in the, up in the second floor above the dining room would always overflow when I, when I used it. You know, so I, you know, I might have been the smallest boy in the house, uh, but I sure wasn't the, the little guy when it came to like leaving something in the bathroom. So right. I, I, I always, I was always good in that category. I never had a problem there until I became an adult. This isn't the first time I had an issue like 15 years ago. Uh, one thing I do, I, I do a credit for today's uh, big explosion, which was very exciting for me. You know, like a three-year-old going into the potty for the first time and oh, waving yeah. at it as it as you he kill flushes. me, brother. I know. Uh, <laughs> that's what I did when I first. <laughs> I would wave at it. Wave goodbye, goodbye. Go to the sewer. You know all that stuff. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I I had cranberry juice last night, and I don't normally drink cranberry juice. But uh, now I'm just going to, if I have to swim in that, I will. I don't care if it ruins my eyesight for life. There's nothing better than a you-know-what, my friend. You know what I'm talking about. And by the way, you know, my mom told me that. My, my mom told me, my, she had so many expressions over the years. Uh, one was written on the wall. It says, home is a place where you can scratch where it itches. And another thing that she said, it's like, there's nothing like a good dump. So anyway, there you have it. I'm just passing on the, the legacy of Teresa Curry here on the Live at Five show. So. Only on your show. Eh? Only on my show. Again, I would introduce this to the hotline show, but Jeff would like, uh, well, that's lowbrow stuff, Glenn Curry. So, uh, 755. <laughs> you know, well, so. wish you well tomorrow anyway. So Yeah. Well, I do too. Uh, tomorrow's not the colonoscopy, but uh, who knows? He might say, look at, you know, might look at me and understand my, my circumstance. He might, you know, send me right. to the hospital. Who knows? But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. How many people have actually looked forward to seeing a proctologist? How many? Have you? Never. Never. It's like a kid never wanting to go to the dentist. Right. But I can't wait to go tomorrow. I can't wait. Big smile on my face. Yeah, well, you know, with the blood thinners and all that, um, they don't do a colonoscopy on me because it out, the risk outrisk everything else. With the hey, you know what, uh, Rich? You know, I, I'll share this with you because, you know, you've had some uh, some medical issues and you're doing better, which is good. But uh, 
There was a gentleman who called my show like two, three weeks ago. And he's from Boston. He calls himself, the, I believe he called himself the Concerned Democrat. And yeah, I heard that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's a good guy. Really, and I don't, I've never met him, but he's a friend of a friend. Right. And uh, he brought up some good issues, of course, about the Joe Biden family and so forth. But uh, the, the footnote to his story is that just a day later, he had a serious operation on his back. Uh, apparently, the, uh, the, the New Haven Clinic there down in Connecticut screwed him up a couple of months earlier. Uh, yeah. And he had to go back, and uh, you know, hopefully they'll 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 get compensation back for that, and then some. But it was iffy whether or not he would survive it. They actually told him it was going to be, you know, good chance that he might not survive. He might not wake up, which is a horrible thing. He's only sixty-five years old, uh, right. so we're we're wishing uh, Doug uh, a, a success uh, from that, and his recovery has gone well, and he he continues to listen to the show. And the only reason why I bring that up is because you know, over the years we've lost listeners here. I've been doing this on and off essentially for over 20 years, and right. uh, it's hate to lose a member of. Uh, like for instance, today someone was someone's name came up today during the hotline show, and I I can't remember the name now, but we haven't heard from them in a long time. Oh no no sorry that was an advertiser. <laughs> I'm I'm getting my hotlines uh, mixed up with my business uh, here. But anyway, uh, I we we always hope that people that listen to the hotline show. Uh, are, are always doing fine physically because there's nothing worse than living a life of misery with pain and the notion and the anxiety of wondering whether or not you're going to survive or, or see again or have eyesight from your, from, from in your situation, Rich. So we're, we're happy about that. I've been through the mill, you might say. You know, yeah, you have. You really have. Yeah, and, um, and, so. uh, and it's good that uh, you're doing better. So, but, and thank you. Yeah. Anyways, that's the good news. So. That's right. Well, thanks for being a good sport with my uh, with my vernacular today. And my okay, well, when you do do have the colonoscopy, would you please send us some photos? I will certainly will. Yes, and I, and and when I, it's when it's all behind me, I'll I'll let everyone know too. I hear you. I'll see you in the rear. Yeah, I'll see you. Uh, there you have it. Yeah, preliminary tomorrow, and it would be the third colonoscopy of my life. Really, I'm I'm about at least three, four, maybe five years behind. Pardon the pun. Hey now. Hey now. Uh, Joe's calling in at 5.30, so if you want to chime in and talk, talk about whatever you want to talk about, by all means. You know, uh, the left is is exploding, as we know. You know, you listen to Brian Kilmeade. By, by the way, does Brian Kilmeade, does he, am I saying his name right? Is it Kilmeade? You kill me, man. Or is it Kilmeade? I should know that. He's been on our air over a year now, and I see him on Fox and Fox and Friends every morning. That's the hardest working guy in, in news history. You're on the air. How you doing, sir? What's happening? How you been? Good, good. Better. I've been better, but you know, I'm, I'm doing better you. after Haven't doing better after today. Listen, yeah. I was wondering. Um, Here we go. This is an important question, so I was just wondering, you know, if you knew knew anything about it. But does, do you have to take a PT test to become just the sheriff of Jefferson County? Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea. Man, I was wondering. I was wondering because I was looking. I was, I was thinking about running for sheriff. Oh, you want to run for sheriff? Yeah, I want to run for sheriff. I was just wondering. Do you think you know you have to? Do you have to pass a PT test? What's a PT test? I gotta ask that. You know, like physical fitness. Oh, physical! I thought you meant like if he smoked marijuana, or did oh, illicit drugs. They probably drugs. all do that too. I doubt it. It's okay. Yeah. Well, listen. Yeah. I was just wondering, maybe if you knew, if you knew anything uh, did, about did, that. Did you did you email me or did did you message me on Facebook? I messaged you. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I was just gonna see if you could possibly take my phone call because this was an important question. So you, and you, I, I was wondering, I was wondering, what do you think of the three candidates for sheriff? And I, I'll leave it at that, and I'll let you go tonight. But right. I'm, I'm glad you took my phone call. 
Why wouldn't I take your phone call? That's I don't understand that. Oh, I don't know. I just, you know, I don't know. It's a different Dangerous. show from the noon show. But, yeah. you know, some people like the 5 o'clock show. Like, I like the 5 o'clock show. I just don't like the 12 o'clock show. All right. Well, that's that's your prerogative. All right. I'll, I'll, yeah. answer, I'll answer your question, okay? All right. Go ahead. All right, well, I'll, Thank you. All right, Have a good th- night. Yeah, you too. Um, I I don't know what to say. I mean, I've I've met all three candidates. It's 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 kind of it's kind of the race that's taking a back seat these days. More people are looking at the redistricting. A lot of constituents out there have no clue what's going on with the primaries, with or without the news that we've heard lately about the uh, about the redistricting and the re- or, or gerrymandering going on. Uh, a lot of people did even without that, they have no clue that we have a primary coming up on the twenty eighth. One of which it happens to be uh, the three uh, uh, gentlemen that are that want to be your next sheriff, as we all know, Colleen is uh, is retiring, and uh, she's done eight years and she's been in law enforcement for a very long time, and now there's three gentlemen that want to do it. So I I I, uh, I, I tip my hat off to all three of them, a- anyone in law enforcement, I really do, uh, because that's a tough job. And um, you know Peter is, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, he's retired. He would be coming out of retirement. Uh, Perry Golden uh, is is kind of like the the man behind the scenes that, you know, kind of like the face in the crowd type of thing because he's been part of the drug task force. So, but uh, you know he's doing what is what is necessary. And then uh, then you got uh, Gerald Delash, who not only works for the for the sheriff's department, but he works part time up in Alex Bay. So. You know, these guys know law enforcement, uh, so they're all, all three of them are qualified. I hope that answered your question. Someone else just texted me. Controversy. I had no controversy all day. Uh, okay, here we go. Someone's making comments. All right, so anyway, this is probably the time to uh, showcase our advertisers. Why? Because at the end of this, or out of this break, I should say, that's when Joe will be calling in. So let's do this. Let's break away for a moment, and we'll be back with more of the Live of Five show uh, right after this. He's been in law enforcement for over you since 2014. I, I got to admit, uh, I, I've heard his ads before from Martin's uh, greenery up there, wherever it is, up in Philly. He does a very good read. That's the client himself. I always encourage clients to do their own stuff because, quite frankly, voices like mine are overused. I've, I, I've had people tell me that, including Kevin Fear. You're overused! Oh, you're a whore! Like, oh my God! And that guy does very good copy, and whoever assists him and whatnot, excellent. Martin's uh, Greenhouse, wherever that is, up in Philadelphia. He's so he, he's so good at it. I forgot where he is. That's how good he is. So go up there if you can. Hi. Right, so uh, anyway, now that we got that rhythm, I'm reading here on News Junkie. We'll wait for Joe's call. Uh, Binghamton investing $1 million, $1 million into public safety following a slew of gun violence in the city. Binghamton's a mess. And by the way, the other day I, mis- I misquoted myself, kind of like uh, Roger Clemens or something. Misremembered, whatever he used to Anyway, uh, I mentioned the other day, and I was way off, that Rochester had four murders already this year. I was off by 20. They have 24 murders in, in Rochester already this year. 24. Go figure that out. And it's attorney Joe Stanley. How you doing, Joe? Hi, Glenn. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm ready for you because you sent me something yesterday. Now, Joe, a lot of people might look at this as academic. But it, it needs, because each and every week we hear from the DWI guy. And we hear from many other people in the news uh, agencies, unfortunately, here, there, everywhere. Of someone inebriated driving around uh, behind the, uh, a vehicle, the wheel of a vehicle. 
and yet people don't seem to learn. Now, DWIs are down, uh, but uh, people still don't learn. So you sent me something about how alcohol affects your body and brain. And uh, all this was claimed by a 2010 study. 38 participants uh, uh, given alcohol and, and, and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, what, what is this all about? I mean, uh, do people, people it's, I say it's academic, but people really, know, really need to know the adverse effects of, of operating not just a vehicle, but machinery and other things when they're under the influence, uh, uh, Joe. Well, and under the influence is a lot of those reduction in night vision and Right. Dexterity, those are not at levels of legally impaired. That as soon as you, depending on who you are, as soon as you consume alcohol, your cognitive functions, uh, more particularly certain ones, decline. Mm -hmm. And some decline faster than others. So, you know, it's uh, what you just said is that it's engaging in dangerous activities or even not so dangerous if you were completely functional can be affected uh, by alcohol or even small amounts. Right. In fact, uh, even the more recent studies have indicated that, you know, not very large levels don't do much for our brains. Mm -hmm. That's assuming I had one to begin with, so I don't really have to worry about <laughs> that. But, uh, <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, and again, you you mentioned about I, I I again as I get older, Joe. You know your rods and cones they don't function as well as you as a young person in your twenties and thirties. So anyone that's under the influence at night that probably increases their chances of of accidents or or just bad decision making uh, a lot more at night well, than it does yeah. during the day. Yeah, well, yeah. Night driving, well, you just don't see things. Right. You run into pe people, deer, dogs. Road signs, right. miss potholes. Right. You, you know, it, it's just, you know, my night vision's not great when I'm completely in a hundred percent in tip-top condition. So. Sure. Yeah, yeah. What is the what is the fascination? And I mentioned this earlier in a joking way, but it's true. Why is it people that drive under the influence have a tendency to drive faster? Why wouldn't they have? Uh, do they just lose their inhibitions enough where they think they're they're you know they're they're fearless enough to get away with driving beyond the, the speed limit, even though obviously at that time it's the worst thing they can do. Well, I think it's a reduction now. It, 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 you know, it, your inhibitions are reduced, and you may not be even perceiving how fast you're actually going. Right, right, yeah, and, and then and, until it's too late. Uh, and and so furthermore, alcohol has been known to have a negative effect on motor control and function. This is because alcohol selectively suppresses brain activity in the frontal and posterior uh, uh, brain regions, uh, mostly associated with the brain's ability to monitor and process. So again, while this makes a lot of sense, let me ask you this. What about the long-term effects of alcohol? And I'm talking about those who are, you know, like the next day, who might have had a good six, seven hours in, uh, from the time they went to bed, Joe. Does that have an adverse effect on their driving the next day? Well... For one thing, it certainly affects your ability to get quality sleep. So uh, you may be passed out, but you're not really sleeping. So your brain hasn't had a chance to regenerate, right. and it's barely cleared the alcohol. So you're going to be tired, lethargic, right. and you know that's what a hangover is all about. And you're going to be irritable. You know, I would, I would venture a lot of accidents that occurred on hangover days. No doubt. 
I've noticed from people in my own life experiences, Joe, uh, who, who have imbibed, who have drank, you know, for the most part all their adult life, that they become worse drivers even when they're, you know, straight as an arrow. And by that, I mean it seems like their reaction time, uh, it seems to be, uh, uh, I, I, you know, somehow or other altered as a result of their drink. And th- these are times when they haven't had a drink at all. Uh, so I, that's why well, I ask. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, chronic alcohol obviously can, damages your brain. I mean, it, it leaves you with permanent deficits in your brain if you drink a lot of alcohol over a long period of time. Right. Same, what, about, what about marijuana? That can't be good either. Well, you know, the long-term studies on that are not, you know, it, well, first of all, there aren't, we weren't allowed to do legal studies for, for a long time. For some, I mean, You know, you couldn't grow it, you couldn't have it, so you couldn't do studies. Mm-hmm. And so I guess, obviously, anything that affects certain parts of your brain may have a deleterious effect. Sure. But I don't know about the long-term effect on your brain. It certainly affects some of your cognitive functions, yes. I mean, I mean, they, it, we know that, by, for instance, uh, use of marijuana makes you paranoid. It'll put you in that, like, oh, someone's watching me type mode right now. So when you're driving a vehicle, uh, you know, that's not a good feeling to have, wondering whether or not there's a police officer behind you that might be aware of your, your, your bad driving performance, and that raises questions to your own ability to drive when you're under the influence. But that said, if someone were to turn you over, if they don't smell anything, they don't detect any marijuana, how can, how can if someone detects, like, this person's on something, and it doesn't mean that it has to be marijuana, do they have to give a blood test right there, Joe? How, how, how can one be, moni- uh, uh, I guess, tested if they're under the influence of anything else other than alcohol, which can be tested? Well, you know, you give a field sobriety test, and you have to have some cause to, to require somebody to have a blood test. I mean, an involuntary blood test is, is not, you know, you, you don't have to agree to that. And, of course, you can be arrested and have your license revoked or suspended or whatever. For but, refusing it, yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's, this is the same for alcohol. You know, they say sobriety test. Right. But are we gonna are we gonna see, like you know, so and so got uh, uh, pulled over for drinking, uh, with a point one two alcohol level? Are we gonna see so and so got arrested and uh, pulled over, and uh, they were under the influence because of their THC level? Will we start seeing that, Joe? Well, yeah, well, first of all, that that is what is a, that's already illegal, and it's kind of fascinating. I was just at a seminar in Pennsylvania is the, how they register and how they criminalize THC levels in your blood is not necessarily accurate. And in fact, THC, if I understood correctly, having a minimal level of THC in your bloodstream is treated the same as, as heroin in Pennsylvania as, a, as being uh that kind of violation versus uh, other cocaine and uh, wow. other ones aren't even as bad. So wow. Wow. it's a. Uh, mm. Do you? I mean, you know, a lot of a lot you, of these things have been around. We didn't do enough studies. Right. Do you, but do you agree with that, Joe? Do you agree that marijuana is treated just as equal, if you will, to more dangerous illicit drugs? Well, marijuana is not legal. Legal. I mean, well, depends on where you are right. and what you do. But again. If you're going to arrest somebody for having for them being intoxicated, you should have some basis for mm-hmm. determining that they actually were yeah. 
uh, because there's a, you know, THC does not metabolize like alcohol. No, no, but it stays there's in your certain, system. Certain, certain levels stay in your system for a very long time, but right. that doesn't mean they have any effect. So right, right. It's a, it's a complicated scenario, which mm-hmm. I think we're going to be, I think we'll be addressing that now that it's legal in New York right, and right. New Jersey. right. We're going to start seeing, and, and, and already other states, including Washington and Colorado, are coming out with some staggering figures because they're three, four years ahead of us as far as that category is concerned. Something tells me, Joe, it's not going to be a good report because at the end of the day, we're, we're legalizing laziness and too many vices in the world. Uh, there's too many opportunities for people to bet on either local lottery or go online. I don't like it. I really don't. But at the same time, it seems like a lot of these things are being passed for the money, but it's all for the money. Well, Glenn, the problem is that people have been doing those illegally for forever. Right. So <laughs> you're not going to stop them by making those things illegal. They just, you know, they deal with bookies and it's it, and, 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 and the same with you know with the illegal drug market. So yeah, if people want to do it, they're going to find a way to do it. Yeah. And the drug war has definitely not proven successful. No. Nor has the anti-gambling war, for that matter. No. Because no. they're making it easier. There's casinos everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, there's a, ca- there's a casino right in your hand. I mean, all you got to do is go to FanDuel or any one of these and register. They give you like, oh, here's $50 just for showing up. Like, oh, that's great. Next thing you know, you're $5,000 in the hole because you don't know what you're doing. And it's well, not good. That, 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 you know, bookies have been, been making a living at that for a long time, you know. Joe, I got I, I to ask you, uh, the leak... Real quick, and I know there's no short answer to this, but it doesn't. Ma- I mean, a lot of people say the leak doesn't matter, and you know what leak I'm talking about. Does the leak matter, or the fact that Roe versus Wade is being challenged? Well, I mean, I, I don't think those two are even. I don't think they're related. I mean, leaks are leaks. There's leaks everywhere. So, in this digital world, somebody asked me how easy, you know. 20 years ago, if you were going to leak a 100-page opinion, that's a lot of paper that you got to sneak out of a building. You right. know what I mean? Good point. You would just leak the results. Right. You would just, you would just tell somebody that's what's going to happen. Right. But now, now with the push of a button, you know, a digital 100 pages is, is nothing. Right, right. So, it's a PDF file. Yeah, and so, what? yeah. Are they confidential? Yes, they're confidential. They shouldn't have been leaked. But I'm not even sure there was a crime because if someone has actually access to it, they might get fired. But I don't think that, as I understood it, and I didn't even know this, is that those draft opinions aren't, you know, they're not any kind of secret document. They're just some lawyers who happen to be judges writing stuff. Right. Well, they've been, I mean, again, you know, that seems to be the big story. It all depends on who you're getting, who you're talking to, obviously. So Mitch McConnell will say it's the leak, and other people say the leak doesn't matter. It's the story. It's what's it's, it's it's Roe versus Wade being overturned, and that's more important. So one in many people's eyes outweighs the other. But I just wanted to ask you the legalities of it. So, but yes, it is easy to get something like that, that out. Uh, you could text it to someone as a, as as an attachment. It's very easy these days, and it should be no surprise. Well, Joe, thanks for answering that. I know that's for another day, too. But uh, when people need to get in contact with you, Joe, or any one of your associates here in Watertown or Syracuse, how can one do that, Joe? Sure. StanleyLawOffices.com is my website. My email is joe at StanleyLawOffices.com, and the phone number is 1-800-608-3333. 
Well, thank you very much. Uh, good talking to you, Joe. Have a good week, and uh, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. You too, Glenn. Thanks. Th- thanks, Joe. Attorney Joe Stanley here on the Live at Five show, and I had to ask. I mean, I mean, if you, if I mean, Laura Ingram, uh, a, a lawyer herself, was steadfast about it. She said when she was a clerk back in the '90s, whenever that was. She's younger than I am. She said, "If and I forget who it was. It was one of the uh, the justices who said, if anything comes out of this building, that's not supposed to come out of this building, meaning the Supreme Court, you will be fired. This is this is the sanctity of the Supreme Court. You must protect that." And then, of course, if you see Chuck Schumer and many of the left people on the left, if they found out who this individual was, man or woman, they'd build a statue of them and put it prominently displayed right there in front of the Justice Building right there in Washington. You can guarantee that. You, as Nancy Pelosi would say, you could take that to the bank. He's a hero. She's a hero. Or it's a hero. Or binary's a hero. Whatever. Let's do a break. Uh, and we'll be back right after this. Roof looking older than you are, finding more time contracting. The people who call you back. I don't know what, why they call the Yankees. Uh, I'm looking, reading this on News Junkie. And they call the Yankees crazy winning streak continues at 11. Why is that crazy? Why, why is it they're just, they're just good? So it's true. The Yankees are on an 11-game winning streak. They have the best record in the league. They're in first place, obviously. And their pitching's off the charts. It's like the third best start ever. And they have the lowest ERA, uh, team ERA in my lifetime. They've never been this low this many games into the season. I don't think the starting staff uh, or con- combined pitching staff has given up more than six runs in any given game. And they're close to 30 games now. That's very impressive, needless to say. All right, so the big story that I forgot to talk about, Dave Chappelle was attacked on stage last night. I know they touched on that today during the Hotline Show. We all know Dave Chappelle, right? Dave Chappelle, uh, African-American comedian, had his own show on Comedy Central, made millions of dollars. They gave him, like, an extension. Then he decided to, you know, move to Africa for, like, six months and think about it. You know any nicer places on the west side? I'll think about it. We'll think about it before next week. Watch the kids back now. So he thought about it. He came back and did his own show. He made a lot of money. He's a good guy. I like Dave Chappelle. But last night, he was attacked uh, uh, doing, uh, doing uh, I believe, a Netflix special, comedy special, along with Chris Rock. And uh, some um, bad hombre came out of the audience, apparently with, a, with something that looked like a gun but was actually a knife. And uh, he attacked Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle caught off guard, was knocked down, but he's okay. And I didn't know this, but if you're listening to the Brian Kill... Is it, I keep on asking this question. Is it kill me or kill mead? The guy just never quits. I mean, I swear, if it, every time I see him, he's kill, Brian Kilmeade is on Fox and Friends in the morning from 6 to 9. Then he does his radio show like an hour later because we, we feed it. We, we, we broadcast it here after the hotline show. But he's doing that live, I believe, from 10 to 1 or 9 to I don't know what he's. I, the studio must right be there. He must have a cot there. I said the same thing about Juan Williams, and they finally you know, showed him to the door. But Brian Kilmeade is everywhere. Plus, during his own radio show, he's on Fox Business. And he's being interviewed by Fox Business. And he does that every day. It's hard to listen to sometimes because you don't know who's on whose show. But if you listen to it enough, it's just like, well, that's how he operates. But it was just came out that Brian Kilmeade's uh, show, national show is now number four. So it's Hannity, number one. I think the two guys that replaced uh, Rush Limbaugh are number two. 
I think Bangino is number three. And I think now Kilmeade is number four. Now, Kilmeade has a lot of help. I, I don't know what network he's on. Jim would know. Not that Jim cares. But, uh, but the fact that he's a Fox uh, uh, you know, correspondent, that helps. And, and the same thing with Bangino. He's on there all the time. But anyway, Brian Kilmeade was, uh, was talking about it today. And like, when you go to a, a show like a Dave Chappelle show, they, they take your phones. So that's why there's so few uh, imagery of what happened last night at the, uh, at the Hollywood Bowl there. They take your phones. And I'm like, wow, in this day and age, people actually give up their phones this, for two, maybe three hours? Because so that's like handing someone over your wallet. You better have that secured, especially if you're like at a Sopranos event where you, know, you come out and all the phones are stolen. Your PIN numbers and every, all your identity, not to mention the naked photos. God forbid. You're on the air. How you doing? It's the Duff Man. What's going on, man? Not much. It's Kilmeade. 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 Yeah, if you look at the how it's uh, spelled. Yeah. So, it's, so it's a D. But, you know, not only does he do that, yeah. the morning show and the radio show, which he does simultaneously, Right. He also uh, fills in a lot at night and shows where they need somebody. And he's got a Saturday night show. Right, right. The guy is a worker. And it's funny. He used but everybody, everybody in those networks, whether it's Fox Business or Fox News, are all workers. I mean, they're all intertwined. They're all working together. They all write books. Yeah. I mean, it just amazes me yeah. uh, to sit there. I said, you know, I, I wouldn't trade places with them. I mean, most of, my God, they spend a lot of time working. Well, yeah, but they're doing what they love, and they're getting paid very well, yeah, very. No, I know, but I'm saying that they. Oh, I'd you know, love it. I mean, they. I would he love lives it. on Long Island. They can't be, you know. It's got to be at least a, you know, an hour drive in and out. Right. Well, at four in the morning, you could probably get in there in thirty minutes. And I'm not kidding when I say that. Uh, yeah. But no, I I would love that. I mean, if if I had the opportunity to do, do this and other shows, and then come back and, and and appear on someone else's show and espouse whatever's on my mind about any. A right-wing topic. I would love to do that. So he's living his dream. I think he was a stand-up comedian, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and before that, he was a uh, he played uh, soccer in college. Did he really? He, he seems yeah, like a, a good guy. Uh, like Joy Behar. Yeah, yeah. And on the other hand, yeah, and how they had time with his kids and everything. Yeah, me too. You know. So Joy Behar says that if you're going to open the floodgates and overturn Roe versus Wade. That means a lot of other things are going to happen, too, including gay marriage. And now someone is throwing out the idea that interracial, some, some congressman somewhere, I think maybe Danny mentioned this yesterday. <coughs> There's some crazy uh, idiot who represents the well, Republican you know Party. The, you know what this all is, Glenn, right? Uh, no, you uh, cure my ignorance. Well, the, the racism thing hasn't worked. So, the, of course, what they're, what they're going to do is because they know that they're they're not gonna they're not gonna take the house and they're they're gonna lose the senate and the house. You be don't don't and, don't uh, be too sure on that now. Killed all the way across, even in local elections and stuff, because people just aren't gonna vote Democrat. So they threw this out there to try to gin up their base. Of course, you know, and they're overplaying. They're, I think this time though, they're gonna even overplay this. I don't know. You know it, it works because there's a lot of people. No, there's a lot. There's people out there that. That believe all this stuff. And, yes, you know, whatever, yes, but, I agree. Uh, and by the way, it is a racial issue because whenever you talk about abortion, inevitably people are going to bring up this is definitely going to be it adverse have adverse effects on our, on our urban cities and and uh, and, and women of color. 
Uh, they, and so, yes, they're, they're always going to double down on that uh, stuff. I, and not that I agree with that, but that's how they are. So here's my thing. Uh, do, as a Republican, do we need this? I mean, mo- even most Republicans, I know it's a fine margin, but even most Republicans say, stay away from Roe versus Wade. We got to get rid of uh, high gas prices, inflation. We got to be able to you know, move uh, products around. We got to get back to basics, uh, Duffman. We don't need to bring this back up because this does generate a lot of interest on in the left. It wasn't, but it was brought up by, it was brought up by a state. Uh, I think it was Alabama. You no, know, the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court just doesn't come up and say we're going to. No, I know. Do this thing and do this. Yeah, I, I, you know, it, somebody brought a lawsuit against it and went through all the other courts, and then the Supreme Court. They got to decide one way or the other. Right. So but, you know, I mean, uh, you yeah, know, I know it's, it's just bad it's, timing. It's human life is human life worth discussing. I don't know. It, it is you tough. Know, don't get me wrong, but you know, timing, as yeah. they say, is everything. Yes, this is a huge well, discussion. It's very important. But we don't need this you know, right now. The, the black community suffers the worst because they're they're the ones that are losing their children left and right. Yeah, well, they choose to. Yeah, that's, that's why, why they, they, they call it choice. Clinics where they put them. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, and liquor stores. You know, I mean, it's, and Margaret Sanger was a racist. And, yes, uh, she was. You know, she, I mean, Hitler took uh, took his uh, lead from her. Right. Right. And yet, somehow or other, Donald Trump is just as bad. No, I know. You're right. No, and yet, somehow or other, Donald Trump is just as bad as Hitler. We always see that comparison. But again, there's the one thing you do not want to do is energize their base because right now the momentum is clearly on the side of the Republicans. And this, I know it's bad timing. I know Alabama brought this up. But if you're a Democrat, this is exactly what the doctor ordered. Pardon the pun. This is exactly what they wanted. Mississippi, by the way. Mississippi, so ah, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Monday, Tuesday. Doesn't matter. Georgia. Used to be we made fun of the southern states. Yeah. Now the southern states make fun of us. Well, well, yeah, because most of us are living down there. The northeast sometimes. Look at the empty factories that go down. Right. Right. And you see the big difference. Oh, I know, but they still don't work on weekends. So trust me, our work ethic is a lot better than theirs is. Trust me. Well, good. Well, thanks, yeah. Duff, man, and uh, thanks for the clarification and on Kilmeade's name. Kilmeade. Kilmeade. Yeah. No, gotcha. no problem. Gracias. Thank you. Uh, that's the Duff man here on the Live at Five show. It's Brian Kilmeade. Yeah, I would love that. You know, it's like, hey, uh, do you want a job making means that you could live out in Long Island? We'll get, uh, we'll get a chauffeur for you to pick you up each and every day. We'll drive you along the LIE where there's no traffic at all at 3.30 in the morning. And then we're going to take you to 6th Avenue. Uh, where Fox headquarters is, you know, we're going to furnish you a, a wardrobe. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be clean and ready for you to go each and every day. Of course, you know, you got to do a lot of things before this to, in order to get to that point. You got to be good. He was a soccer player, went to college, became a comedian, became a conservative, talked to the right people. I don't know if it was Roger Ailes himself, but he's he's got a great gig there. So when we say, oh, these people work hard, there's no doubt that they work hard. But that's like, oh, my God. That's the, that's the greatest gig in the world. If you could just, you know, just sit down and say, uh, what do you think about Mary Poppins? Oh, she's a joke. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with you. Thank you. Here's your check. I, I mean, I'd be laughing all the way to the bank. So give me that gig. I like this gig. Don't get me wrong. But I want that gig. I, wanna, I want the ability to say I have a cot sitting inside the Fox News headquarters right there on 6th Avenue. And by the way, if you notice... If you check out, oh, if you look over the shoulders of the Fox and Friends, let me see if I'm, look, if I'm thinking correctly. If that would be left or right. Well, I, I think they're looking north, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. It might be south. But whatever. There, there's a building 
on the corner across the street that somehow or other survived Midtown Manhattan and the Demolition Bowl. And it's a building that was probably built in, in the latter part of the 19th century. And it resembles so many structures right here in Watertown. And by the way, uh, Jake Johnson and his uh, company are refurbishing uh, the oldest buildings on, on Public Square. I know one of them very well. And uh, the foundation of which was built uh, right after, uh, right after the, uh, the beginnings of which of the, uh, of the Erie Canal, 1825. So that, that's the oldest block on the uh, building block on Public Square. It's called the Benadio block. And it says clearly right there on one of the buildings off to the right near the YMCA corner, Benadio. So anyway, uh, Jake is, uh, is redoing the facades of two of those structures, uh, those uh, storefronts. And in the process, he uncovered old uh, businesses that were there. And that, that brought back a lot of memories. It's amazing how close we are to yesterday if you just peel off one layer of a facade that was built probably back in the 70s or 80s or maybe even earlier than that. And uh, so they're working on that right now. It's going to look a hell of a lot better. And, and that's good because anytime you fix any building anywhere, that that's always an improvement. But especially right there because it's right in the center of uh, a public square where Franklin Street meets. So that's going to be exciting, to say the least. All right, we got about a minute left. I was going to make a point on that, but I forgot right now. Oh, I know. Sixth Avenue overlooking, you know, if you, if you look up the street, there's a building on the corner there that uh, someone said, nope, you're not going to tear down my building. You know how the, we've had uh, people that, uh, you know, eminent domain, you know, they go in there and they say, hey, we want to buy your house for above uh, market value. We want you to leave, blah, blah, blah. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. So it's a four-story building. It looks like something you'd see on Court Street, and it's sitting right there in the most majestic street in the world, 6th Avenue, Avenue of the Americas, where there's more skyscrapers per square inch than anywhere else on the planet, and somehow or other this four-story brick structure survived. It's a great story. I would love to know more about it, but it's clearly in sight when you watch uh, Fox and Friends and other programs there, including... Uh, the the five no not the five they don't have that in the background but anyway I'm babbling here uh, we're getting to the nitty gritty meaning I got to sign off here and I'll do it right now AM twelve forty WE ten Watertown makes us legal up next CBS News we'll see you tomorrow this is CBS News on the hour your home for original reporting. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. The Federal Reserve says it hopes to rein in inflation with its half-point rate hike without triggering a recession. CBS's Steve Dorsey reports. We have both the tools we need and the